we are recording. The little level is moving, is connected to the correct input. I now have seen the green lights and all is well. And go. Well, dark. Hey, we found ourselves back here again. Uh, Once again, we're in the Yurko. Yes. Last week, we were, I think, we were in the office last week, perhaps. We were. Uh, we this, were. There was uh, the, the Yurko was, in as use. they say, occupado. Someone has uh, confiscated the picture of Yurko. I noticed that. And I don't know who it is. I, the last time I saw it was in the Howler Monkey's office. Well, yeah, there was a second one. Ah. I instructed him to uh, have a second Yurko. <laughs> <laughs> because, as we all know, two is one and one is none. Exactly. And uh, picture Yurko is mission essential equipment to us. Well, it, yeah, around here it is. Uh, it's October 30th. In uh, the New Jerusalem, the weather today is outrageously good. Crisp, clear. I don't like to use the word perfect yeah, because it's zero humidity. aspirational, but golly, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. That period, weird period between the last couple weeks of October and the first couple weeks of November make North Carolina really, really worth it. At least this part of North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just, just perfect weather. And it then right amazing. around the week before Thanksgiving, you start getting some spotty days. Yeah, and then it starts raining yep. and it gets cold. Yep. But, but that doesn't persist. No. And and to me, every day in the New Jerusalem is a good day. Every day. Every day. It's a godly day in the New Jerusalem. Uh, you know, I don't think we're the only people who think this is the New Jerusalem. Uh, tell me more, Dark. Just that uh, there's, a lot of pe- there's a lot of people with a lot of eyes on Charlotte. And Charlotte is an amazing place that is doing amazing things. It's an accelerating city. Hmm. And you can say about a lot of places that there are people there that are accelerating. You can say that there are maybe even sections of town that are doing well or whatever, or certain industries that might be accelerating. But if you look at the big, you know, back out and look at it at a, at a more global level, it's tough to beat Charlotte for acceleration. It lacks for very little that I can think of. Yep. Yep. Very little. It's true. Blessing to live here. It is. It but is. I think that's the way anybody should feel about the place they live. I would hope that they feel that way. Uh, they would be wrong because this is where it's at. Ah, uh, uh, no. Although no. you technically don't live in Charlotte, I consider myself part of the metro sprawl. Yeah, but or even in the uh, great state of North Carolina. I don't. North Carolina. I live over the border in the land of low taxes, and I'm not sure people in uh, Fort Mill, which is the next town below, where Helmet. Resides even consider themselves South Carolinians. We don't, even though you are a citizen and resident of the state of North in, or South Carolina. In a very similarish way to how like Northern Virginians don't consider themselves part of the Southern part of Virginia, we you know, they consider themselves part of DC. You know, like they're part of that. They're they're Virginia, and whatever it is where I grew up is like I don't know. That must be like West Virginia. Yeah. Okay. Basically, West Virginia. So I think it's similarish to that in the sense that we consider ourselves part of Charlotte. So fair. And it's really odd is Charlotte's right, really right on the South Carolina border. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you, if you head south on I seventy seven, cross over the the border. Yep. Where past the, the McDougal. Fra- past the frugal McDougal, which is the uh, America's largest. Uh, discount liquor <laughs> <a> warehouse. warehouse. 
It really is. Uh, and it, which would be illegal just north of the border. Oh, to, yeah. to, you couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. Which is why it's there. Right. Because charlatans have been flocking to the McDougal for yeah. eons. We sell uh, all the all the fireworks that blow up big and shoot in the sky yep. and right. massive, massive amounts of liquor. That's right. What uh, could possibly go wrong? So you you would be in Fort Mill, which is your county. Then if you go a little far south, you cross over the Catawba. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you're, uh, you're still in still in York County. You're heading towards Rock Hill. And once you get past basically Dave Lyle Boulevard and pass yeah. out of yeah. uh, York County, there ain't nothing. There, There is a, a Love's uh, truck stop. There is a Love's truck stop. A Bojangles and trees. And That's about it. Until you get to, until you get to Columbia. Columbia. Yeah. It's incredible how sparsely populated South Carolina is. That stretch from from Columbia to, to Charlotte is just is just it's nothing. Nothing until you get to Dave yeah. Lyle or Nothing, which you know. Okay, at some point I'm sure it'll build up. There's there's like one car dealership along the way that I always find to be just the saddest. Like <laughs> it's in the middle of nowhere. I'm yeah. Like who buys these cars? Yeah, this guy had this great vision. He was like, I see it. And he was just dead wrong. <laughs> no, he's dead wrong. I mean, there's something to be said, you know, for getting ahead, out ahead of the game. Yeah, but sometimes you're so far ahead. That- but uh, yeah, it's just hard to see how that uh, stretch of no man's land between Dave Law Boulevard and Columbia ever gets, you know, built up. Yeah. Well, maybe. That's or one of those. Maybe we- do we even need it to be built up? Uh, no. We still need places that produce oxygen on this planet, and we'll just leave that to be one of them. Man, there's a lot of trees, man. <laughs> A lot of pine trees. A lot. I was in the scrubbiest pine corridor yeah. known to man. Man. And that part of the highway, too, is like stripped down. You know, you like oh, drive yeah. through highways. North Carolina's got somewhere that like spent a lot of money on the media. Man, that yeah, part of no. the South Carolina is like the, asphalt, uh-huh. paint some lines on it. Yep. And, you know, whether there's a bridge or whatever. Right. They might put up, some, clean up a little something there. Man. Well, no, they'll put up a put up the, you know, the, the guardrails. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. you know, the That's, rest of it. <laughs> no, it is. It's just nothing like the median is just nothing i don't even know if they mow i think they just wait for us to drive the excess vegetation maybe off. somebody <laughs> just harvests it and Could sells be. it to farmers i don't know i don't know <laughs> it's funny it's isn't the it? wild west down there it's like miles between exits i mean if you miss an exit you're like i'll get the next one no you won't no you won't or you will but there ain't nothing there that's either. why there's a lot of median crossover yeah <laughs> right. why are we on this topic let's roll the that's a good idea and, and we're, we're back, back. <laughs> that's just went off to a strange direction. Uh. You're listening to 43 Feet, a podcast about leadership. We believe that real leading happens out front, but that means you're probably building the next 43 feet of good road for those behind you while you're running the race yourself. My name is Frank Schwartz, known in the gloom of the early morning as Dark Helmet to my F3 brothers, and I'll be joined every week by some of the greatest leaders I can find in F3 and beyond. We're going to answer your questions, pontificate wildly, teach virtuous leadership, and otherwise attempt to help you navigate the next 43 feet. So, my friend. Uh, we, we both participated. I know what you're going to talk about. Go ahead. Uh, because we both uh, participated, I ever so briefly, in a Give to Give telethon today, organized and executed by, I think, F3's Hello Kitty. 100%. AKA Funny Bones. AKA Funny Bones. He yeah. he texted me yesterday sometime, I'm going to say midday sometime, and he was like, hey, I got this weird idea. And I was like, okay. And he said, what if we did a Facebook Live event and make kind of a final push telethon style hmm. 
and and see if we can get men riled up. And I said, okay, let's get it going. And so he immediately starts tweeting and gets the the nation's uh, Twitter team going and starts posting it in Slack channels. And before I know it, uh, I didn't wear the tuxedo that they sent me. I didn't think that was necessary. Um, and, but we and I said, is this like a Jerry's kids thing? And he was like, don't don't do that. Yeah, don't so do that. Don't 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 sully the sacred name of Jerry Lewis. Is and Jerry then, uh, Lewis uh, is he departed? May he ever rest yeah. in peace. I remember when I was a kid, that telethon coming on, you'd be like, yeah, because it was on the channel that had all the, you know, stuff kids would watch. Like, and uh, yeah. I was like, oh, I know. stupid two telethon. Days, stupid telethon. my day. Right. Yeah. No, I totally, yeah, yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I worked, uh, we, they used to do local cut. So callow. We're going to get, what? I know we're horrible. <laughs> I was, no, not that way now, but I was so callow. Like, I, just, oh, back, yeah. I can't watch I Love Lucy. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to save these kids. Jerry this Lewis is stupid. Just, I can't even remember what the uh, what his telethon was for. MDA, muscular dystrophy. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Yep. Yep. No, I was say we uh, now we're way we're way off in the weeds. Sorry. No, 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 it's totally fine. Like uh, we used to do local cut-ins of uh, at the you know at the, in the local area. Like so, the telethon would be going on, and we would be sitting in the studio, yeah. uh, waiting. You know, and then it would be like, and we'll be right back after this. And then right. the lo- you know, the local TV stations would, you know, take calls and all this kind of stuff. And so we had this, you know, in our big studio at Channel Nine, there'd be these, these phone banks and everything set up, and we're, you know, hosts and all this kind of stuff. And we ran those. Uh, would be we'd be in there running cameras and stuff all day. That was how. Wow, man, it's a weird and winding path. Where was this? This was here in uh, in Charlotte. Uh, I didn't know. Yeah, Channel Nine. Yep, they would do WSOC. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good for you, Dark. Way back when. So you kind of reconstituted some of those that those old days yes. today with your boy H Kitty. H yeah. Hello K period. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was good. We had uh he I mean, and he just the guy is is a machine. He's a machine, Kitty. And he has it all lined up. He had all kinds of guests from all over the country dialing in to uh to this, you know, live Facebook event saying, you know, how many how many people do they have on there? Uh, I poked in at one point just to see how many guys were tuned in. There was like 50, 60 uh, viewers um, early on. I didn't even I was... know about it until you texted me this morning. <laughs> I know. Like, ah, okay. He still manages to pull it out. Man. He's like, dial in at uh, it was it twelve forty? Okay, and I was yeah. about seven minutes late. Yeah. Just scrambling on something. So, well, and then the funny thing about it is, where we started going through there, you can say whatever you want. I want to. It's somewhere in the neighborhood of six, seven thousand dollars, eight thousand dollars, or something that he managed to drum up in that forty-five minutes. Get the heck out! No, I'll tell you what. Like when I was talking, uh, my law partner walks by and he listens to me. I didn't realize that. And he comes in two minutes later and hands me a check for five hundred dollars. <laughs> I was like, he's like, okay. yeah, that was really inspiring. I'm like, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Here we go. I'm telling you, gotta go. You know, uh, Crotch Rocket. Last was it last week that we were together on Monday, and he said, "I don't know, guys." Yeah, he was worried. He was worried. Yeah, and uh, and Dread talked to him a little bit, and Slaughter talked to him a little bit, and and I probably mocked him just a little bit or something, and um, but basically told him to take heart. You know, you never yeah. know, and and we'll see, and well, whatever, do the best you can, man. Yeah. And by golly, I think we might hit this thing. We got a day left. Well, if there were seven, and that, I mean, we're we might be over one sixty now, right? Yes, got to be close. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. um, we got forty thousand dollars. We can do that. We could do it. We can do that. And that was, and that's just the online donations. Jimmy had a stack of checks in his hand. Oh, so he didn't know. 
we don't know the full title total huh. yet. We don't know. So it's uh, 160 and online. Uh, by the time Pod Packers hear this, it'll be over, right? Because it only runs yeah. to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think we're gonna meet it. Your darkly optimism is always <laughs> inspiring to me. Darkness. Is it? Ins- <laughs> I thought you were gonna say ridiculous. No, it's great. No, I, I'm a. I say all the time. I may be delusional, but I'm a believer, man. Believe. So we need some of that darkly optimism focused on the ten year, since we've got uh, yep. Yep. got some got some challenges here. The uh, you know we, I think the uh, diagnosed cases are increasing or whatever, but it's not decreasing. And there's yeah, there's some fear out there. So uh, a little bit. I know our guys uh, in uh, in Wilmington are fighting back doing what we can yep we i'm we, pretty sure we're going to get there we're going to do something uh 100 it may not be 100%. the 100 it may not be the full range of stuff we wanted to do nope well, but we you said, know what uh, we uh, you take what you got yeah exactly. make the best of it kitty and slaughter and i and and gravity and and beauty out of uh wilmington who are helping uh really i say helping they're doing all the play i was gonna they're say doing all the work they're helping huh yeah they're helping <laughs> they're helping gravity's listening to this he's like oh so i'm helping is that oh is that what that looks like okay oh help oh helping. Yeah. doing all the work is helping that's now. right okay uh yeah no they're the ones doing all the lifting but um they they have basically said look if it's a bunch of idiots i can't you know i eat all of us uh standing on the beach freezing to death in january and just you know singing american folk hymns fine then that's what we'll do we'll do whatever we can speaking of which going backwards your 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 boy um seabass if i understands this understands this is walking a hundred (laughs) miles yeah he's another one where a couple days ago he was like i got this weird idea i'm like okay and he's like a hundred i'm gonna i'm gonna walk a hundred miles in 24 hours i'm excuse me i'm gonna rock not walk rock rock i'm gonna rock 100 miles in 24 hours and see if i can get guys to donate a per mile amount and i said uh how much weight you got in you're there? insane 35 that is nutball that's what i said is he done now he must be done he last i checked i think he was like 30 40 miles in or something but that was earlier today so okay so he's yeah. got a ways to go he's got a ways to go he's got a ways to go so he started last night i, guess. I believe he started last night yeah okay yeah so so I said, you know what? I hope he's got a support team just in case he, he does retrieve uh, him. One of the things that uh, he's got a loop all mapped out, and some guys joined him at like you know mile seventeen, and they're going to go a little bit. Ah, okay. So I think he's going to get some. I thought he's walking to St. Louis and back. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm walking so. to Tulsa? Yeah, I'll be I'll be back in a minute. Um, but uh, no, I so I said, hey, I'll, I'm in for a dollar a mile. I can do that. Yeah, because that guy's nuts. That's nuts. But you know, it just speaks to the. <clears throat> It's, it's, I'm not going to describe it well, so forgive me, but it's just this raw, just this, this visceral masculine love that we have for, for this weird, strange idiot thing that popped out of your brain and out of God's inspiration. I mean, that's, isn't that what this is? Say whatever you want. That's what this is. That's what this is. Look, I've said many times, uh oh, hold on. And now a feature that we're going to call uh, uh, Helmet Loves Dread. <laughs> well, but I have said many times. Should be the featured featurette. It, should, it should, fee- really should just be the entirety of the fee-fee. The fee-fee. No, but I mean, it was never your intention to do this. 
it was, it took, uh, I think it took guts. I think it took, uh, willingness and a lot of other things, but something, I mean, something in your faith walk led you here. And as things kept opening, you just kept keeping your heart and your mind open and letting, I think, letting God pour more in there. And here's, here's what we're seeing is fruit. I mean, Oh, thank you. I mean, you didn't, you didn't come with this brilliant plan of like here and then this is what we will do. So I call 43 feet. Yeah. Right. And that's, and that's, I think, you know, you were saying this the other day, something about um, you just, you just like acceleration, you know, or, or whatever it is. And, and, and that's it. I mean, that's your mission is to work with accelerating men. That's, we all know, you know, yeah. you should know that if you've, Read anything or heard anything, but, right? Right. Um, but uh, and you were talking about the Mission Impossible guy, our Mission I'm Possible guys, um, at the the Charlotte Rescue Mission, and and you were like, well, they're just you know they're they're good guys, they're doing the right things, you know, they're trying and blah blah blah, and and I was like, that's you know because repentance is acceleration, right? I mean that's that's a form of acceleration is repenting and sure. getting your life on track, and but all these things they just every everything that you you find and that you come into contact with everything that you're trying to do is always with that in mind, right? Missional. Try to. And it just, I don't know. It just seems to pour in. I don't know if that made any sense to anybody, but it does to me. I'm honored by what you say, hey, my friend, my dark friend. It is the truth. It is the truth. And so I'm trying to, and I hope we all are, but I know I'm trying to, to, to imitate that. You know, and find those places to be missional and, and just, and not, and not have a plan. You know, some great, I have the plan, a plan for the next thing. What's the next thing? I'll do that. And then just let the rest kind of happen as it's going to. Because when I try to engineer and, and manufacture my future, uh, God just sort of blew it all up. <laughs> or or I did. I mean, I, I mean, know. you try to control things. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And so rather than doing that, just sitting back and saying, you don't control anything. That Right. As, as, and he looks at you and he puts that, he cocks his eye up, his eyebrow up like this. He goes, You're going to have to disavow yourself with that. Notion, <laughs> yeah, I don't see it happening. Uh, but I think it's a, it's human nature. It is. Uh, you know, it is more so in some than others to sure. believe that things can be controlled. I think we're looking at it with COVID, right? Right. It, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not, I don't think so. But I mean, you know, reasonable minds can differ. Sure. Absolutely. But all that to say, uh, you watch anything good this week? <laughs> that was the worst segue in the history. Of- <laughs> uh, I watch very little TV, and I'll tell you, oh, I I am on Whole Thirty right now. Ah, uh, yes, a lot of told me that. Yeah, so uh, you know, part of my lifelong experimentation with eating and trying to not be a complete at utter. Um, glob of humanity <laughs> yeah so i've never really given this a try although i read the whole book uh-huh. last summer and i was like i can't do this uh-huh it's a lot yeah it's a I lot i mean it's not even you can't even eat cheese that was like my go-to when i'm doing keto you know yeah yeah uh, no cheese it's no cheese wow. so um yeah but i'm in the fifth day so for lunch i drove home so half a mile but i never do that yeah and uh got Ate, my wife had made me this salmon frittata. I can't even say it without this look on my face. <laughs> I do not like fish at all. Okay. But you kind of have to eat a lot of fish. Yeah. And, and that's, uh, that's the only safe thing? or Well, it's just, it's very complicated. I'm not going to bore you with it. But 
bottom line is that fish are kind of a staple of it. Okay. Uh, fish and, you know, very clean meats and yeah, things like yeah. that. So you don't want the not reason why fat, fish, not yeah, a lot of- well, it's, it's the right kind of fat. Oh, okay. Okay. But um, it's, you don't want to be eating things that are uh, grazed in the, I forget what they call it, the food industrial complex or something like that. Oh, so okay. free range, you know, for fish are kind of by nature free range, I guess. Yeah. So yeah. they're healthier for you. So, um, but she made it up and it was sitting there and I like mixed it up with a bunch of cauliflower rice and put this avocado dressing on it. And uh, it was half bad. <laughs> but, but, but only half. So it filled me up. <laughs> and then, uh, I was like, oh, I might swing by the Burger King and get a Whopper <laughs> on the way out. Um, uh, excuse me, is this Whopper on the Whole30? Yeah. So it's it's funny. It's like, I'm not hungry. I'm just disappointed. But <laughs> in the book, it says you're going to feel weird for a while. Okay. Like your body's adjusting to you, depriving it of these things you've been gorging on that aren't good for you. Okay. Which, you know, also you cannot drink. So it's a... Oh. So no juicy J's, no juicy J's. So yeah, I'm on day five of that. And, but I cannot explain why along with that. I don't, I feel pretty energetic. Yeah. I feel pretty good, but I don't, uh, I've been drinking. I know I haven't been watching TV. Huh? I've been rereading the uh, book Uh and um, just don't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, I guess I we'll see. I guess we'll see how. I certainly haven't watched anything new or exciting. How it goes. Interesting. Yeah, it's like I don't butcher's word. That's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to think of. I. I don't. I will not recommend the whole thirty book. It's uh, <laughs> once you want to read about real dry insulin and you know, like there's a science behind it. Yeah. But. No, I don't. I don't. I don't want to read that. I just finished. Uh, it's a book um, called The Infinite Game. Um, it's a nonfiction. It's a Simon Sinek. I was going to say, I think it's on my shelf waiting to be read. Is it? Uh, you will read that and go, yeah, that's what I've been saying. Okay. Um, but it's, it's very much. I think the guy who gave it to me is probably back up. Uh, that, that would make sense. And, uh, he probably said, this is exactly what you think. And I said, well, I should read it. I'm just kidding. It would be a very backup book to give. Yeah. I was confusing Simon Sinek for the longest time with Simon Cowell. It's not the same guy. <laughs> I also I finally mean, realized it's not Simon the Cynic. Like it's S I N A N E K. It's S I N E K. Yeah. Right. It's his life. But I, I was just like, my hearing's kind of going he's like, like a, a stoic so, philosopher. Yeah, oh, so Simon like, the Cynic said. But jacked up is like. Yeah, it's like Simon the Cynic. I, and I would hear Simon the Cynic. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Like Simon of Cyrene, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, well, okay. Whose name was once Simon. And I would just assume that it, he didn't mean cynic, like kind of like the way we use it now, like a right. bitchy kind of person. Right. Like, yeah. But the the Greek the Grecian philosophy of cynicism, yeah. right. which I think That's, is a little more deep, you know. That's hilarious. Yeah, I can't remember what the tenets of. Yeah, I I wouldn't Greek want to guess, but philo- uh, cynicism are, but they aren't just. I don't know, man. I know, right? <laughs> nothing's gonna yeah. work out. Uh, nothing's gonna work out. It's negativity. <laughs> Maybe that's, that's what, it. Oh, that's so what it you're is. a cynic. Simon the cynic. Well, of course I am. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's Simon cynic. S I N. It's another stupid thing I've done or thought. <laughs> it was half bad. <laughs> that's fine. right. I was gonna say it wasn't half bad, but I'm like. No, that expression is always 
like what does that mean it's yeah. not half bad right like, i don't know it's what not that. half bad i mean or it's not yeah. half good or like, well, this stuff was half bad it was like you know tolerable well <laughs> the you know the, the premise under this thing is that you're that the food scientists uh-huh. have created all these fake flavors oh okay and a lot of what we eat is fake and because it's fake it's designed to have this like explosion on your taste buds that's not available in nature which of course blows away anything that's available on nature. So, you know, like there's no Oreo cookie tree, you know, there's no way to replicate shame. Yeah. There's no way to replicate the way an Oreo cookie Uh, tastes in your mouth. Right. That's a, that's a scientific, that is chemicals, chemical. It's a chemical thing. Right. Yeah. And it's designed and tested to compel you to eat a bag of them and then shag it that down to the teeter and get another bag of them, right? It's which designed is exactly for exactly what I do. It's exactly <laughs> what I do, right? So there's reasons why you can't stop eating them. Yeah. Well, that's good to know. I thought it was just that I was this unwilling, no, I mean, <laughs> undisciplined. It's, it's designed yeah. to, to make you do that. Yeah. It's an unnatural thing. Who knew? They did. I had a feeling. I mean, it's like when people are like, I didn't know smoke was bad for me. Really? Really? You know, you, really? it wasn't until the Surgeon General said <laughs> sticking a burnt, putting a well, burning stick in your mouth was bad for you. You just never. You cough wildly every right. time you're around a campfire, feel like you're going to die. But you thought, well, if in a controlled burn, in this little it's stick, I'll be stick. okay. Now, same thing with Oreo cookie. You didn't know an Oreo cookie yeah. was bad for right? you? Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. You eat a bag of them, you feel like you want to die. So, yeah, right. that's probably fine. Like, yeah. You know, I went to a church retreat at Waypoint last weekend and took that opportunity. I knew I was getting on a whole 30 on Monday because been talking to my shield lock about it oh, for yeah. about a week uh-huh. and I'm on the IR, so I can't work out. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I've been, I feel like I've been drinking too much, eating too much junk. And uh, I said, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And I, I committed to it. I said, I got to get through this retreat weekend. I didn't think it'd be possible since, you know, we're eating right, whatever right. food is produced. And uh, so of course I got McDonald's on the way up and McDonald's on the way back. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cause I knew don't fight it. <laughs> well, I was like, this is the last yeah, time. Yeah. And I'm sitting there driving down 321, coming down into Charlotte, eat my McDonald's double cheeseburger. Just going. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as it's done, you're like, Oh, terrible. Why like I just ate, yeah. you know, 1500 calories of chemically just produced fakeness. Garbage. Yeah. 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 But here we are. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> I probably won't be hungry again for about 19 hours after that. Uh, you know, frittata. So there's the difference. That is the difference. Isn't Which it? takes us directly to schooling. It does. I'm not even trying anymore. No, <laughs> well, I was going to say, hold on. You want to, this is how I was going to do it. You know, if someone had taken the time to teach us more about those kinds of things, like if there was some kind of school or something, yes. do you like that? Yeah. So I'd give it a C minus, but here we are. Yeah, that's, that's not the greatest. Uh, Q 4.2, if you're following along on our idiotic numbers. Which we hope you are. Which we hope you are. I'm glad we resuscitated that. I like that. Yeah, I missed that. Uh, which we hope you are. Um, so schooling is the provision of formal leadership uh, training. Yeah. Uh, during the, an LDP. The first step, right. if you will. It's the first step. Uh, we don't do it much, but every once in a while, I, I like to point it out that uh, the little scriptural tag we have. Yes. For schooling is Proverbs 22, 6, start children off in the way they should go. And when they are old, they will never turn from it. So I think that's, uh, it's proverbial and it's, it's pretty wise. I think it's very true uh, in my own life for good or bad. Mm -hmm. I can see things that I started off on poorly that have taken me a long time to try to turn away from one of them is eating whatever. Eating McDonald's. McDonald's. (laughs) Uh, 
but that can be true of good things as well, obviously. And that's what schooling is about. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and it's the first step and, and obviously we're going to get to the others in, in subsequent weeks, but you know, schooling opportunity, I'm sorry, schooling, apprenticeship opportunity and failure. Right. And I think sometimes that in a lot of times when there's steps in a, in a process, we tend to think like, Oh, and then you hit the last step and then we're done. Right. And that's it. Right. So I think the way to think about this, although, or the way that you kind of talked about it more is that it's like, it's like a cycle. Yes. Right. It's, it's a constant feedback loop right. kind of a thing. Right. So right. schooling is not something that you do once be done and then move on. It's something that you do and then we'll come around again right. and come around again and right. come around again. Right. So I think the army is a good example. You know, um, I spent I had two different tours at Fort Benning, mm-hmm. which was the infantry school at the time. I think still, still is. So the first time I went there was to learn really the, the basics of what an infantry officer was expected to know so that I was sufficiently trained. I could be a platoon leader, which is the leader of about 30, 40 men. Uh, when I went back uh, for the advanced infantry course, it was to learn the things that a company commander would have to know. Okay. So that would be four platoons, you know, so something more like a hundred men. Mm-hmm. And then, so the, the lessons were more advanced but in between, you know, I had apprenticeship opportunity failure. Right. <laughs> so that would be a, a pretty good example. And then that was about the end of my career. After that, I was in special forces and, you know, and didn't, didn't, and didn't, didn't, didn't move on into the next stages would, would be, um, Command General Staff College at Fort Leavenworth, where they would teach you the things you need to, to know about how to do as a field grade officer battalion commander. And then there's the War College, and it just keeps progressing. Mm-hmm. So the Army does that as it's set up that way and says, look, you, we give you, a, we give you formal leadership training, classroom training, mm-hmm. literally in a classroom. Then we give you the, you know, we apprentice you in it to some degree, because you have like, let's say you're, you know, a battalion ex- executive officer before you're a battalion commander. And uh, then you have the opportunity to do it. And while you're doing it, you fail like crazy and hopefully learn from that. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the lessons you learn when you fail, the army is very good at doing after actions report, you know, reviews the way we do yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Uh, ARs, uh, the way we've instituted that in the grow ruck and GTA. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they, they learn from that. They call it the schoolhouse. Ah, okay. And they call it the schoolhouse method, you know, and they teach you, what do you do if this happens? And you go out there and give it a shot and works most of the time. That's mm-hmm. why it's a schoolhouse method, but you have to be ready to, to improvise and adapt that's why they give you that big brain, you know, to figure out what to do. But um, which going to go go to my selling point of schooling. There's got to be the book method to start with. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. you know, I, I think the somebody who would say, well, gee whiz, I don't want to be bound by all this. You know, I don't want to be. This isn't a classroom. This is a real world. And I'd say that's what people say when they don't want to take the time and have the discipline to go through the classroom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because they don't want to do that. And when you say classroom, sometimes it can be literally sitting sure. in a classroom. Right. But there's the point is that there's some sort of formalized, structured way of passing on this information. Yeah. So it's hashtag classroom. So, right. Uh, I think the example we use in the Q sources is say, you know, it could be the continuum of, on the one hand, going to the United States Military Academy at West Point, right. on one end, which I think is pretty strong leadership schooling going to say so on the other hand you know at night realizing you there's a shortcoming in your toolkit and reading leadership for dummies yeah and i'm pretty sure um that they have the same common tenets like i don't think one would think that you would you wouldn't in other words you wouldn't go to leadership for dummies read that and then be like i am completely blown away this is way more (laughs) insightful than anything i learned at west well i guess what i was going to say is at west point they teach leaders eat last and in leadership for dummies, I don't think it says the leaders eat first. 
Right. So I think I there's going to yeah, be, yeah. there are, there are fundamentals. Right. That's what I was saying. Like you wouldn't go read that and be like, well, that counter. Yeah. That's that wrong. Goes counter to everything. That's wrong. That. Yeah. That's wrong. Yeah. You know, I don't want to say every leadership book just about that I've ever picked up has flirted with those same principles or expounded yeah. on them or whatever. It may word it a little different or give different kind of examples sure. or whatever, but the, the underlying principle is that. Yeah. I mean, there's all, there's a, they're tried and true and, I don't know how long humanity has been around, but I think, uh, you know, the first guy looked around at his, his cave people and said, uh, we got to get out of here because the water keeps rising. Every time it does, we have to lose kill. Let's go to the high ground. And they said, well, we like it here. And he said, yeah, it's going to kill us. So the high ground's dangerous to get to. Yeah. But you're going to follow me. Here's why. Right. Same, same, yeah. Same principles, same idea. Right. It was a lot and, more clicking and grunting. But yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Drawing pictures. Of but uh, influence movement to, to advantage. Yeah. You know, there's no. there's Right. Same, same. Yeah. Right. Same, same. Right. And, you know, and, and as we've talked about a lot, the great majority of that is, is, is so counterintuitive. You know, understanding it requires you to first understand it. Yeah. Before you put it into action. Yeah. And that's why you would go through the the schooling, the schooling to get it right and the other thing about schooling to me anyway is that you know it's wonderful to say well you know i i learn uh you know and we even talk about collision learning right we've learned by bumping into things and and some of that kind of stuff but if you don't have an underlying uh premise an underlying philosophy i guess by which to guide yourself right then you're gonna i mean it's one thing to say well i'm collision learning while i'm headed down this course and I'm bumping into stuff. It's another thing to just be like, I run willy nilly through the field and bump into everything. You're just not going to get very far very fast. Yeah. So, in my mind, collision learning is really accentuating the that fourth phase or step of of failure. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just that you really, really learn. Less right. It's, it's what sinks it down. What sinks it but down? That's what I'm saying. Is, is there has to be some direction to the learning? Sure. You can't just run out and be like. I'm learning right. when all you do is fail because it's not, there's nothing to point you to. A, yeah. A, you know, a, and I think the common tenet that we use throughout the, this part of the Q source is that the leadership lesson of pass praise and take blame because it's so fundamental mm-hmm. to leadership and it's so counterintuitive to humanity. Yeah. Right? I mean that nobody, wa- nobody wants to do it. Uh, and if you don't do it, nobody will follow you anywhere. Right. So, right. um, I, I either I'm telling myself I can remember so I can literally remember watching, you know, this sergeant in ROTC write that on the chalkboard. That's how long ago it was, you right, know, 1983. Right. There's no smart board. Yeah. You know, writing that and, and going, what do you think that means? I'm like, um, I think it means that I'm supposed to take, I mean, if think, well, I guess it means if something goes wrong, it's all my fault. It's like, yeah, what else? <laughs> Something goes right. I don't get any credit for it. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do you understand? And I'm like, the words, I understand. <laughs> but the concept. Conceptually, yes. That's right. I, I know what you mean. That's right. Not so, you know, and and then you get that banged into you in schooling, in yeah. military schooling. I haven't been any leadership. I don't know. Formal leadership training outside of military. So, no. So, I don't really know what they teach at the harvard leadership school or whatever i mean i'm assuming presumably there's something similar yeah something similar right so you know then you go out there and then 
I have that in my head. I had to take a test. I had to write it down. And uh, I'm a young platoon leader trying to figure things out. And I've got a company commander who's my apprentice, you know, the West Memphis somebody. And he's um, showing me that. Right. I'm watching him do it. Right. You know, like he's, I, I screw up and uh, boss is calling him out on it. His boss, my boss boss. And uh, he's going, yeah, Roger, I got that, sir. Did, you know, we, we messed that up. We're going to fix it. Knowing full well it was me that messed it right. up, right? Right. Oh, wow. That's pretty amazing. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. You're supposed to pass, to take. The <laughs> oh, that's and what that looks same like. Same time, yeah. you know, Colonel coming in saying, you know, Cat Meeks, like, company killed this or that. And you know, thanks for inspection or whatever. And going, yeah, they did. Right. I was say, first sergeant squared that way, between leaders, you know, blah, blah, you know, passing up, passing that. So I watched him do it, you know. And uh, then I got my opportunity to do it because he wasn't around and um, I had to go be in his shoes, so to speak, at a battalion a staff officer meeting, company commanders. And uh, I got my company, really my own platoon, got called out for something we messed up and I blamed it on the sergeant major of time. <laughs> so he didn't give us the right men. And uh, I think the way I wrote this up is the guy sitting next to me started edging away because <laughs> uh, <laughs> they knew that there was they didn't want lightning any, is they didn't want any part of me landing on them and yeah that, that battalion commander lit me up like a skyrocket it was like it was like july 4th at the frugal mcdougal man <laughs> <laughs> there was a a lot of fists of bourbon happen, happen. things like, like shooting and you know and i walked out of there uh, missing, you know, significant portions of my uh, fourth point of contact. Uh-huh. Say, right, fifth point. Uh, but anyway, my six. <laughs> uh, I guess it'd be fifth, wouldn't it? Two hands, can't, two can't feet. Remember. I don't know. Fourth point contact. So yeah, yeah I remember. I remember. Uh, you know, walking out and going, "Wow, uh, I guess I'm done." You know. So uh, it's funny. Uh, I saw that battalion commander a couple days later in the mess hall. He sat down with me, and you know, didn't say. I was like, oh. Aren't you still mad at me? Mad at me. You know, I realized he wasn't mad at me. Yeah. He was doing what he was supposed to do. Yeah. And uh, maybe enjoyed it a little. I'm not sure. Because uh, you kind of do enjoy. I, well, you know, you say that. But... I, well, I guess what I've realized now that I've gotten older is, <clears throat> I guess I was surprised at how quickly he teed me up and knocked me, you know, out of the park. You know, uh-huh. it's like, and how easily, and, and how all the older guys that were already there were right. like, oh. They knew. Yeah. Because... Then I, you know, within a short period of time, I was watching newer guys come in and do the same stupid thing. And you're like, oh, yeah. Right. You know, because nothing changes under the sun. So, you know, he'd he'd received that ass chewing in Vietnam and, you know, uh, because he was of that era. And and now is my turn. This is the Cold War, you know, 20 years later, whatever, 15 years later. And it's my turn for that. And, you know, and then 15 years later, I'm doing it to you guys. You know, it's the way it's the way it goes. It's the way we pass this on. Right. Right. I mean, you uh, were part of the last grow ruck when I was cadre, and mm-hmm. I'm just like, I mean, it wasn't hard for me to come up with that stuff no. because that, I'd heard that stuff. Well, the right? funny thing is, and you know, you're saying like, oh, you know, I, maybe he enjoyed it a little bit, and and not in a sick way. Though. No, no, you enjoy what, the you enjoy the fact that you're delivering. Yeah, you know, I I think you're. Del- I was in a in a lawyers conference, teleconference with just a bunch of people. Most of them work for the city government couple mm. of days ago and the way they talked drove me crazy uh-huh. so we have like Why? i'm representing it was an adversary thing so I'm, my client and this city are at odds so we have this dispute and uh the way they they're trained to talk or at least the way they talk 
is around the the dispute so broadly you just can't even can't like, put them down. Yeah, it's all passive voice. Well, this is come to our oh, whole, attention, yeah. and we're wondering if things are going to get done, and you know, and there's hope. And it was just one on and on and on. If I said, you know, I just kind of just waited in and said, look, I just I'm just going to cut to the chase. It's all going to be. There's a lot of money involved here, and a lot, of, and the things you're hoping are going to happen are not going to just happen. We're going to fight you. And there's like dead silence. <laughs> and uh, I can't see their faces. It's a pretty problem with right. COVID. You know, right. I, I don't know what they're thinking. And they're like, well, we're really hoping that doesn't happen. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to, I don't want to end this conversation to end without somebody being clear about where, where I think this is. And I want to, yeah. I'm going to be that somebody. And uh, I, you know, I realized that most of that comes from military training. Yeah. Haven't been spoken to directly. Right. Yeah. Well, and I'm hard looks and straight talk at results. That's, I mean, and that's the end of it. But I'll say this, like, so uh, not military, obviously. Right. Um, but, but, uh, but willing to learn, but willing to learn. But I, <clears throat> I have noticed the, the leaders in my life or the mentors in my life or the teachers in my life, anyone who has poured into me in any meaningful way. Right. The times that it's always been like, Hey, well, you know, we understand that maybe sometimes when a guy feels a certain way and he doesn't want to, you know, and you're like, and you hear it. And at the time it's like eating a Twinkie or an Oreo or a McDonald's or a whatever. Right. At the time you're hearing it, you're like, thanks, man. That does make me feel better because my little baby feelings were kind of feeling bad because right. I knew I had done the wrong thing. Sure. And whatever. Right. And then the times when a man, I mean, it's like you, as my friend Dave Redding says, right. Um, you know, it's a strange kind of love that would leave a man in a lie, right? But when you do that to a guy, when you aren't direct, so in schooling, much the same way, right? If we're just giving, I mean, if, if the leadership or the whatever the lessons you're learning are very vague and they're platitudes and they're whatever, it's, it's not helpful to you. I mean, I, it's not helpful. So the guys that come at me and they, they've said direct, like, look, here's the problem. Here's the things that can be done to correct it. Here's where you went off. You're not seeing it because you're too emotionally involved because it's about you, you know, or whatever. And here, you know, and just lays it all out and you never feel great when it's happening, but your body's going to feel weird for a while. If yeah, you eat all you these know, salmon and all these right. weird things, it's right? It's like eating but salmon. Yeah. It's, that's exactly what it is. I don't even remember. It's emotional salmon. I remember the Twinkie dispenser, you know, bosses I had. Sure. But I don't remember anything they said. No. You know, it was it's, garbage. it's weird. I was like, I, I remember their faces and I remember their names and I remember whatever yep. but i don't remember um i don't remember the, the direct things because they didn't say anything directly to me no i mean I, the example i think of when when we start talking about this is and the only reason i bring it up is because it's very obscure in on paper right there was a guy named dr andrew french i was a chemistry minor in college he taught me organic chemistry uh first and second semester of organic chemistry right and yes we learned chemistry and yes, we learned all about, you know, ionic bonds and covalent bonds and blah, 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 blah. But he's the guy who, yes, he graded her test hard and all that kind of stuff. But the thing was, is at the end of the semester, he sat us down, he looked us in the face and he says, now, you know, some things and with knowledge comes responsibility. And then he spent a whole lecture period laying out for us the fact that we know these things now, what that means about how we have to change how we we do our, you know, live our lives. And I was like, this is organic chemistry. You're insane. But it stuck with me forever. Right? Forever. Because he, you remember? Yeah. yeah. Because he was a guy was who was correct. willing to give you straight right. talk. 
And that's what, uh, that's what to bring it to a close since we're done is what schooling is supposed to be all about. It's supposed to be direct. It's supposed to be things that stick, right? Yep. They're sticky and they stick and there's things that you can take out to the next step to apprenticeship that are useful for you so that, that what you're watching when you're being an apprentice that, so they make sense. So you can say, Oh, that's, well, that's oh, what that looks like an application. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And um, hopefully, you know, we've done a, a decent job with that, the Q source and with the GT and hopefully continue to do yeah, that. We are going to continue to do that. We're sure are going to try. Well, on that note. Yeah. You got a face for the radio, man. <laughs> I know. I know. It's where I should go back to. Even though we got the video. Just don't pay any attention to that. Uh, we do something for him. I will. Do something good. I will. Thanks. All right. Thanks for listening to 43 Feet, a leadership podcast. If you have questions about F3, leadership, or anything else, write to us at questions at 43feetpodcast.com. Tweet us at at 43feetpodcast or find us on Facebook at 43feet. While you're there, give us a follow. Also, if you like this podcast, share it with a friend, rate us, and write a review. It really does help others find us. Until next time, we'll be out here in the unknown, the uncomfortable, the difficult the 43 feet out front. Yeah.